I would really like to tell you about my family. So first of all, I've been married for almost 11 years to the love of my life. We had a very interesting dating relationship, but that's for a different time. Um, We have four kids. I have a seven-year-old, a five-year-old, a three-year-old, and then my baby just turned one. And what I really would like to tell you about is our experience with Josephine. She is my miracle baby. She was born during the middle of the COVID-19 pandemic, during the first wave, um, May 29th of 2020. And she was three days old when they diagnosed her with what's called Antley-Bixler syndrome. She also has what's called craniosynostosis. And that comes in a variety of forms, but she has what's called bicoronal craniosynostosis. And I'll get to that in a minute. But before she was born, we found a few anomalies in an ultrasound. And my uh, OB said, you know what? These look strange. I don't really know what to do with this. I'm sending you to a specialist. So we, we did a lot of prayer. We got our people together and we said our closest family and friends. And I said, um, they found this weird thing on the ultrasound. I'm going to um, a specialist. And when we got there, it was a lot worse than we had anticipated. So we thought it was hydrocephalus, which is a pocket of fluid on the brain. And typically you can drain it off or if it's really bad, they put what's called a shunt in inside surgically and um, like a long tube that drains the fluid into your abdomen and you just pee it out. Some people have it their entire life. Some people have it um, for a short time, but we got there thinking it was hydrocephalus and it was actually a lot more going on with her than we had anticipated. So we ran some tests, we did some blood work. We let her, that was at 24 weeks gestation. So we let her grow for a little bit longer, but I went for about a month thinking that um, I was going to birth a baby and then bury her in the same weekend because what she was presenting looked like trisomy 15 or 18, which is a, a trisomy is a extra chromosome trisomy 21 is down syndrome. So 15 and 18 typically are fatal. And so I was thinking like, okay, well, I'm going to birth a baby and then she's going to die, but I'm still going to carry her to gestation. So they had whispered the option of termination, but we, we weren't going to go that road. So we went back about a month later and they said, well, it's not eight, 15 or 18. So you don't have a trisomy. So you're going to take home a live baby. And so, of course, like we were completely overwhelmed by that. But they said we did find quite a few other anomalies. So when she was born, we were expecting a pretty severe neurological disorder. Um, I was looking at like maybe she was never going to grow up and leave me. She was probably always going to be with me, which as a parent is kind of like she's never going to be independent. I'm going to be taking care of her for the rest of her life. Um, but what she ended up having was Antley-Bixler syndrome, which is actually a musculoskeletal, um, syndrome, complete opposite of, um, of a neurological disorder, complete opposite. And so basically her bones did not grow correctly in the womb. So she would start at the top of her head. She has craniosynostosis, which in your skull, when you're born, you're born with these natural, what are called sutures. They look, if you think of it in layman's terms, it's like slits down in your skull in various areas. I think there's seven to nine. I've never actually counted. Um, 
And by the time you're two, they naturally fuse. But before then, they are open. So it allows your brain to grow. And because your brain's a very powerful muscle, if it doesn't have any room, it's actually going to put pressure on the bone. Um, I'm sorry, the bone's going to put pressure on your brain. It's going to cause delays. It can cause autism. It can cause like epilepsy. It can cause all sorts of issues. So we wanted to let the pressure off essentially um, in order to allow her brain to grow. So craniosynostosis is the premature fusion of those sutures. Hers is bicoronal. So bi meaning two sides. Coronal are the sutures in the front. Coronal name for crown. Um, but when the plastic surgeon said that she has coronal craniosynostosis, I just looked at him. I was like, you mean like the coronavirus? And he goes, no, not like the coronavirus. And I said, no, it's like the coronavirus. And the whole room just had a big laugh. So um, she's had two surgeries to correct that, two brain surgeries. One was at four months old and then one was at um, – six months later. So it was at 10 months old and um, they were routine in regards to correcting her craniosynostosis, but it was pretty severe, like or pretty invasive. They had to cut into her skull. She had metal in her head for six months. Um, but at this point it looks like it's done its job for now. And maybe by the time she's like six years old, we'll go back and have to have a few more reconstructive surgeries, but we may not have to get there. <laughs> so hopefully we're not, um, having that problem. So she has bicoronal craniosynostosis and then moving on down, she has what's called mid-face hypoplasia. So your mid-face is between underneath your eyeball to the top of your lip and um, hypoplasia means underdeveloped. So all of her mid-face is completely underdeveloped. So when she was born, her eyes stuck out. It looked like her eyes were super bulgy. The inside of her face was like, felt like it was somewhat sunken in. And it also caused her ears to be a little bit lower, which is also um, a sign for like a neurological disorder, which is one thing that we saw in utero. Um, but what it causes her is to have super tiny nasal passages. When they did her first airway evaluation, they stuck um, a scope down her nasal passages, trying to get down to her trachea, which takes down to her lungs. But um, it was so tiny that they could not get the scope in. So they said when she was three weeks old, which is actually this Saturday, um, a year ago this Saturday, they, they said her nasal passages were the size of angel hair pasta. Some babies with this syndrome and with mid-face hypoplasia, are so, their nasal passages are so small, they're actually fused, like they never grew. So thankfully, hers are not that way. But because of that, they gave her a trach, um, a tracheostomy tube, which is like a little straw um, that sits inside of her trachea. So if you take your fingers and find um, your clavicle, right? Um, right where your ribs are on your neck, that's where they put the trach tube. And so they did what's called a medical hole, which is called a stoma. Um, and they have inserted a trach. So she wears one every day without it, she would not be able to breathe. And so that having a trach has made her permanently disabled. Um, because now that she has a trach, she has to be monitored 24 seven. We have a, a day nurse that sits with her four days a week for 12 hours a day. And then we are supposed to have night nursing, but we don't have any right now because um, we've had some incompetent ones. So um, you have to, let me tell you a little bit about our trach. So um, what's interesting about that is you just think your boogers originate in your lungs. It's like 
kind of liquidy down there. If you have, um, if you have a cold, like it's thicker, right? So, um, those actually like travel up the trachea and bubble there, and then you have to suction it out, right? So if you don't suction it, it gets stuck and she now doesn't have uh, any way to breathe. So that's why she has to be monitored. But the biggest thing about Josephine um, entering our lives is just, she's made a special needs parents, which, and a special needs family, which is in possibly hard, but it's also so rich because I've learned through her so many things like not to take anything for granted, like being able to get in a shower. She can't take a shower because if she gets water in her trach, she could um, drown or get really bad pneumonia because it's a direct airway to her lungs or direct passage. She's like, she's taught me that every moment is, is special and every moment is so unique and to really embrace where you are now and not worry about the future because I don't know what Josephine's future looks like. I don't know if she's going to have a trick her whole life. I don't know if it's going to get worse. I don't know what, but I'm enjoying the now and celebrating her milestones that she has now. She's delayed in a lot of ways. She's one. She's not yet sitting up. Like she doesn't crawl. All my other kids were walking by this age. Um, but I am embracing who she is at this moment. And that's enough. Like, I'm not going to put the pressure on her to be like other kids. She is her. She is her unique self. She is Josephine. Um, her name is Josephine Grace. And it means may Jehovah add grace. And I named her that before we found the anomalies. And so for me, it's like she has added so much grace into my life and into the lives of countless people because I've used my social media for advocacy for her and spreading awareness of, of her syndrome and what it means to be a, social, a special needs parent that people from all over the world are being able to have grace added to their life because of her. And it was all because we said, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to keep this baby and I'm going to ride it out, see what happens. And it's hard. It's impossibly hard. We don't get a lot of sleep. We're always busy. There's always something going on, but the joy that she brings to our life is so worth it. And that is absolutely worth every like gray hair that I've <laughs> created over the last year. <laughs> So as far as her future, I don't know what it um, entails. She is a very important part of our family and one that I would never ask to be taken away from me ever.